0: Thanks for being here. Let's begin. Facebook ads for personal injury attorneys has always been a bit of a mystery to me. You don't know who your next potential client is, so targeting can seem like a shot in the dark. And if it's brand awareness you're going for, it's pretty easy to end up burning a hole in your wallet.
1: It's not wrong if you spend millions and millions of dollars branding your name that people will remember it. But what is wrong is this people are only looking for somebody to help them. They don't give much shit about what law firm you have.
0: Today, we meet Jacob Malherby, Facebook guru, author and CEO and founder of X Social Media. We talk about how personal injury attorneys can use retargeting to their advantage, why Facebook is the platform for marketing for the greater good, and why Jacob's on a mission to make mass torts easy for any attorney to get into. That's coming up on the Rankings Podcast, the show where founders, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys share their inspiring stories about what they did to get to the top and what keeps them there. I'm Chris Dreyer. Stay with us. Jacob Malherby never planned to get in the Facebook marketing game, Originally from Denmark, Jacob moved to Florida in 2009 to look for new opportunities. And the light bulb moment came from the unlikeliest of places.
1: All of a sudden, the good Lord provided me with an opportunity to help people as the uh, BP oil spill happened in April of 2010. And I simply got so pissed that BP took a dump on my beach that I started becoming an advocate. I started helping my neighbors and see what I could do for them. And then I started making a blog, of all things, just to get my thoughts out. That was called BP-Plane. And there came a following of 750,000 people in six months to what they should be doing. And after six months, uh, all the lawyers came running and was like, oh, we do need you, You know what can you do for us? And I was like, no, my people are not going to lawyers in New York or Wisconsin or whatever they came from. So I ended up uh, making a deal with Brent Kuhn to advertise on my site, he's in Texas. He had just finished up the Texas city explosion and he was a great fit for me, very blue collar, uh, understood uh, the working man's problem which was what I was advocating for. And all of a sudden, I just came into this lawyer circle and uh, helping people really gave me a purpose. And that's how I started it.
0: That's incredible that it was it was really about doing the right thing and how you wanted to be a voice in something that you saw was a big issue. I think so many people just kind of shut their eyes. So that's really interesting. And, and first of all, I applaud you for that. That's awesome to hear. You know, and Jacob, our audience is it's mostly personal injury attorneys So just a super high level, you know, why should personal injury attorneys have a Facebook ad strategy?
1: Well, as what you will find out, I'm very honest about everything because for me, it's about spending the money right so I can help as many people as possible. That was my mission. It's not to help the lawyers, but the more people I can help, Okay, that helps the lawyers, good for them, but I'm in it to help the people, right? So for personal injury lawyers, Facebook is only the right strategy as a retargeting tool. People have already come and shown interest on your website, and maybe out of 100 people that come to a lawyer's website, maybe two converts into a phone call or or lead form. So the right strategy is then retargeting them on Facebook everywhere they go. After that initial, I have an interest, well, now we retarget them, try to make them come back with free consultation. We help so-and-so and all that. It's very important for both lawyers and entrepreneurs to understand that The one key element in my story with the BP oil spill is this. Don't ask what somebody can do for you. Provide value to another person, and that value will come 10 times back to you. Not that you're looking for it to come back, but it's just how the universe works. If you help other people, you will be helped and rewarded for it. And that's the lesson I learned through the BP oil spill. And many people can learn that lesson today. Personal injury lawyers could help locally in their community, right? And once they go out and show they care about the community that they are part of and they give back, all the business they get from that as a reward is is what I'm talking about here.
0: So just to get kind of clarity here, are you saying that it's probably not an awareness, a top of funnel play? For personal injury attorneys, it's more after there's already an awareness than you're retargeting more in the middle and the bottom. Just just so I'm hearing you right. Yeah,
1: um, I've seen millions, literally millions of leads, right? And all this about, oh, I'm the biggest law firm and I get all this branding and all that. It's not wrong if you spend millions and millions of dollars branding your name that people will remember it. But what is wrong is this, people are only looking for somebody to help them. They don't give much shit about what law firm you have, but if you tell them you will help them and you connect with them and you are trustworthy and honest with them and really do what you say you will do for them, they don't care how big your law firm is or or, or how much money your law firm is spending. So all I'm trying to do is when I retarget people, I'm just saying to people, hey. If you have time now, we are ready to help you.
0: One thing that I had always wondered, and I'd, I'd like to kind of hear your thoughts on this is, and I was listening to your interview with Bill Hauser over SMB team, and you're talking about creating an avatar on torts. But I had always wondered, you know, how, how do you create a strategy around trying to help individuals who have been in a car wreck or a motorcycle accident because the, you know, the age range, the demographics, all different. And
1: that's why Facebook is not a good play as the first contact, right? Because Facebook is always too late because the personal injury attorney's advertisement on TV has told everybody that if you're in a car wreck, you got a lotto takeout and it's sitting in your pocket and all you have to do is go to Google and find your lawyer to cash it in. That's what people has been conditioned for, right? So it's very hard to get them on Facebook before they make that Google search for their lawyer. Facebook is really only a play for retargeting or if you wanna go very specific for very specific personal injuries, you can target stuff that people don't know they can sue for. Let me give you a good example. Uh, I'm in uh, Orlando, Florida. We have all these trampoline parks in Orlando, Florida, where we take our kids and they jump and have fun for an hour. We sign a disclaimer going in saying, hey, we won't sue if our kid breaks their legs. Well, guess what? There was a thousand broken legs in 2019 in Florida from these trampoline parks. And guess what? They have commercial insurance behind it. So all these people going looking for trucks and tractor trailer trucks with commercial insurance, go get all the trampoline cases because that signature don't hold up for a minor. You can't sign away the right for a minor and you certainly cannot sign away the right for neglect on the part of the trampoline park for not placing the maps correctly. Those particular things you can use Facebook for because it's a discovery tool for people to discover they can in fact sue because my little daughter broke her legs so in that situation you could use facebook but in the typical car wreck it's not stable it's not hundred bucks a, key, uh, a lead all day long you can get as many as you want i can do that with math tort right but i can't do it with personal
0: injury i love all of that and i think every all the personal injury attorneys listening probably writing trampoline accidents Blogs now. They should. They should. So I wanted to bring up something specifically because I heard some just to highlight your experience and the number of campaigns you're running. And we had the Boy Scout cases. There were like 90,000 signups. And correct me if I'm wrong that your company signed up as a part of your clientele over 10,000 of those.
1: 15,000 Boy Scouts we signed. We signed signed over 20,000 Roundup cases just coming from Facebook.
0: That's incredible.
1: And I'll give you a more incredible number. Uh, If you remember last year, we had the Purdue bankruptcy, which was the Purdue opioid that went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. We did an underground campaign with just a select few lawyers that was part of it. And then we blocked off with a negative audience, all the other lawyers, and I have 80,000 lawyers in my database, so lawyers didn't see what we were doing. We signed up 68,000 Purdue opioid victims in three months, and we got them $750 million. That will be news in two
0: weeks. Wow, that is incredible. Thank you for sharing this. And Let's talk about let's talk about some of the DIY, right? Let's talk about an attorney cuz I know you have your book the the Facebook effect for lawyers, is that correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. and and you wrote it specifically to help them get started. So so tell me a little bit about your book and and basically what it covers and-
1: Yeah, so it is made for, again, my mission is not to make money off lawyers. My mission is to help as many people as possible that needs help, right? And, And how they get help is from a lawyer. So I wrote this book about Facebook, about if you are a lawyer, This is the way to use Facebook. This is the how to use Facebook for lawyers. It is simply written so they can go out and do what my company is doing, but I want them to do it locally. I want them to do it themselves. I might have an advantage when we do big cases like Roundup or Boy Scouts because of the data that I have to target with but they can do small campaigns in their local communities on Facebook, get local clients, local branding, if that's what they're after. And that book is written specifically for lawyers to learn about how to do uh, Facebook advertising.
0: Let's talk um, investment. At some point, when it comes to Google ads, you have to have enough data, enough numbers to make optimizations, right? So you, you don't want to go into light because you'll never get enough data to make those decisions. If someone's looking, let's take an example, let's take right now, I think Zantac, for example, Uh, many individuals are looking for Zantac cases, you know, what's, what's the minimum someone should be looking at to, to invest into Facebook advertising for an area like this?
1: So that's the beauty about Facebook and how I set up my company, right? You can literally come in with as little as you want. And I'm talking, you can spend $50 a day if that's what you want. We have no contracts because I think that's bullshit. Uh, We have only one thing on our invoice that says, any money not spent on Facebook, fully refundable at any time for any reason. So what we try and do is say this, hey, all those people, and and attorneys ask me all the time, hey, what are people spending? Because I wanna spend more than them. Well, that's not how it works. How it works is this, you have a circle. And inside, in the middle of that circle is your core audience. And the less money you spend, the more money will be spent on your core audience. The more money you spend, the more will be spent on the peripheral of your core audience. So I can almost guarantee you that if somebody came with a hundred dollars and another guy came with a thousand dollars, the guy that came with a hundred dollars will get a cheaper lead than the guy that came with a thousand dollars. However, he will not get volume of course. Right? So that's another play. But even if you had little money to spend in Facebook, it's not a problem. Uh, it's about 25 bucks per thousand views in Facebook. And right now, just to give you an idea, because we're talking about Santech uh, cases, so cases come in at about 600 to 800 dollars to signed up. So that is between 40 and 50 dollars per lead for cancer cases. It's a misunderstanding, this thing, at least on Facebook, and I don't know Google as well, but on Facebook, the less you spend, the cheaper it is.
0: Yeah. So I, I want to read a stat and and that that's, by the way, that's amazing cost per acquisition numbers. And uh, so during 2018, I was reading a quote from your LinkedIn. It said, during 2018, you ran 4,000 ad campaigns. And 100,000 different ads for your clients reaching over $11 million in Facebook advertising spend. So I would say that there's some validity into what you're saying in terms of the cost for acquisition and just getting started with those budgets.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that we use over here that is really the key to our success is uh, something I developed uh, very early in 16 called the feedback loop so the reason we run so many ads is to see what is working so all the way down to what is called the ad id which is the actual ad running we get feedback from the intake is this a good lead a bad lead did it get signed up and all of a sudden we now have a cost per case on each ad so this way we can optimize like the most expensive ads gets turned off the cheaper that keep running, and this way we optimize how do we help the most people with the least amount of money. So that's something we established very early. Now, also to say, if you were to come in with $100 a day on Santech, you would still take advantage of the $6 million or something I've already spent on Santech. So all that data you would have available for you to run your $100. So we have a very democratic system in here where all the money, all the data goes into a pile and, and you can use all that data, no matter your budget.
0: I love that. That's incredible. And that's, that would take a tremendous amount of time and spend to, to replicate, to get that data. And you're fortunate to use, have multiple clients and you can, you can take the, the winner, so to speak. Let, let's talk about some of the just general optimization tips when we're talking about landing pages for SEO, what we do, it's all about long form content and, and really robust pages that answers all types of intent. You know, what are some of the basic strategies or, or optimizations when it comes to creating a Facebook landing page?
1: Well, on the landing page side, there we have today a questionnaire. So we try to figure out, do they really have a case, right, for the people that come in? So we offer them three or four easy questions that they have to say yes or no to, right, on the Santac. Did you use Santac? And how much did you use it for the last four or five years? Were you diagnosed with a cancer? Yes. What type of cancer? if those two fit, it goes to the intake because all of a sudden now we have a human calling these people to qualify them further. But from the landing page, we know they took Santech, we know they have a qualifying cancer, and now it goes to intake. If they were to answer it in a different way and say, yes, I took Santac, but I don't have a cancer right now, we would come up with a disqualifier for them saying, hey, we know there's a law firm out there to help you. It's just not us. Thereby saving the lawyers the money that it costs once this goes to intake. Because why would we be calling them if they already we already know they don't qualify, right? So it's all about funnel and, and saving money and try and get the cases as qualified as possible before it goes to intake.
0: And Let's just talk about just some other basic optimizations. Let's talk about ad copy on my feed on Facebook. I get hit with a lot of Facebook ads and I'll see sometimes it's the short ad copy. Maybe it's, you know, a little bit of text and then it's it's the ad. And then I see these long form types of posts for someone that has a lot of intent and you're targeting the right audience. Is it is it more a shorter, quick to the point type of ad copy? You got to stop them in their thumb, right? In their feed, like
1: as they go through their feed, you gotta stop them, which is color, right? Red, yellow, green, right? So it's a color to stop them, or maybe something moving like a GIF or a little video that talks about something that are interesting for them, right? But the main thing with the ad is discovery. They have to discover something they didn't know. I didn't know that by taking Santac I put myself at risk for getting cancer. If you are the law firm that tells a client that, they don't care if you live in Bumbleford, wherever. They will call you and go like, what do you mean? I've been taking Santac for 20 years, and now I have breast cancer. Is that really related? I thought it was my body that did this to me. But now you're telling me it's a product that I took and then they get mad. It's that simple and it doesn't really matter. And I've done the test. A law firm page with a no-name lawyer versus a law firm page with a Morgan & Morgan, Levin, Papantonio, a very well-known law firm, does not matter. For the conversion rate, does not matter for the sign-up rate. People just want somebody to help them with what they just discovered to be the truth.
0: Wow, that's incredible! And yeah, those are, those are certainly some some firms that are highly involved, you know, in mass torts, and and that's that's nice to hear from from a, a smaller law firm perspective wanting to enter the game. an interesting article about you and your wife in ink magazine that described your ambitions to use facebook ads for the greater good can you just tell us a bit about that
1: yeah so in um, 2019 we were on the ink 500 list as the 169 59 something fastest growing company uh, i think in florida we are number 16 fastest growing company so we had a 2400 uh, percentage growth year-over-year in that period. Uh, They they measure a three-year period. It was good promotion for us and we got to tell our story about helping people and maybe more younger entrepreneurs will get the idea because remember, I'm no saint, right? I did the whole thing until I got in my mid-30s where I was just chasing how can I do business? How can I make some money doing that business? And you know, how can I sell these people? And and that's the thing that it's almost like a wrong turn when you go down the the road of life, right? So maybe to get more people to understand that by helping others, you actually help yourself in the long run. But it's hard to see when you sit with nothing and you just start off but I have seen it and how it works. And and it does work like that. It's just to understand it and be okay with it happening, you know? And and that was the reason for the article was trying to maybe influence a bit of people that helping others is actually a business, you know?
0: That's incredible. And I think there's a lot of self-awareness there. I think that many of us, including myself, struggle with that. Like, what am I about? What's my mission? Who am I? You know, those questions, I think every financial advisor is like, well, where where do you want to be? Where, you know, who are you? And I think when you really understand yourself, you can create something powerful. You can get a lot of people rowing in the same direction. And Jacob, we're coming to a close and I have a, a special announcement that you shared with me after our three for three, but I want to do a quick three for three, just a quick hitter questions. Which habit contributes the most to your success? Hard work.
1: Makes you luckier. So the harder you work, the luckier you get. I can tell you that.
0: Which entrepreneur do you admire the most?
1: Elon Musk. Just because he is so out of the box thinker. And I like how he doesn't take the status quo as a this is how we do it. No, this is how they did it back then. Now, let me show you how it should be done. And I'm a very firm believer in black and white that there's only one right way to do it. And it's not necessarily how you do it today, but it is there, you just gotta find it by testing.
0: That's very powerful. And a final question for our three for three, which one business book has changed your life or career the most?
1: Ford. I wrote, read his biography when I was very young uh, to understand the assembly line and how you, by making it into a funnel, you can all of a sudden optimize stuff in a whole different fashion. That was a powerful book to me where he went from nothing to an assembly line to all of a sudden Ford being a household name, right? But I read that when I was 23 or something, you know, but that, that was powerful.
0: I, I just was fortunate enough to read that about a month ago. It's okay, like good. Ma- so you know what I'm talking book. about. Yeah. yeah. So many things I didn't know about how he encouraged individuals to be better human beings. And I really appreciated that, hearing that, that side of him. Uh, because most, you know, a lot of it, the assembly line, of course, was groundbreaking. But I like that other, the other aspects too.
1: And And you know the part about him weighing up the invoices to figure out what the price was for the car? In my woodworking business, they could say by the weight of a machine how much it should cost. It's very funny how these things just work, math, mm-hmm. right? But it's a very interesting book, I thought.
0: Absolutely. We kind of have a first look here, or a first announcement, and you have a book coming out. It's A Lawyer's Guide to Mass Torts, Establish Your Legacy. You've got chapters by Mike Papantonio. Brent Kuhn, Ann Andrews, Rich Newsome, Darren Miller, Sharon Booth, Scott Blackburn, David Potter, Jarrett Prusen, Jay Jackson, Jason Hennessy. Tell us a little bit about this book. You, I believe it's, it's launching in April?
1: Yes, uh, it should be done in April. They're going into print now. In April, you can get it on, on, on uh, Amazon, of course. But the idea is this, If my mission again is to help as many people as possible, we have about 5,000 mass tort lawyers in the field today. But if I have to help more people, I gotta get more mass tort lawyers in. Mass tort is a space for personal injury lawyers that they, they know about, but they don't quite understand how easy it is to get in and what to do in this field. So this book, I kind of call it the Bible of Mass Tort. It tells you about how it all works, how you can be part of it. Here's the vendors that you can use for different things you might need. There's an intake vendor, there's an SEO vendor, and so on and so forth. But it gives them a roadmap again to join our industry in Mass Tort, again, to help as many people as possible. So that's why the book was written.
0: Yeah, I think so many people have, uh, have wanted to get into mass torts and they don't really know where to start. So I'd imagine your book would be perfect for that. And to our audience listening, we'll, we'll link up the book when it becomes available. We'll have a link to the direct listing on Amazon. And thank you for sharing that, the, the announcement with our audience. And, and Jacob, it's been such a pleasure. Where can people go to learn more about you?
1: Oh, normally people just call me. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, hey, if you need me, you just give me a call. I'll put my cell phone number out there and, and you just call me or text me and go, like, hey, you got time. You know, now with the Zoom, you know, you're on a Zoom call every hour, but it, it's still... Getting time for the little guy, for the big guy, I mean, don't matter. So I have a wealth of knowledge to share with people that want to get involved in Mass tort. Uh And I'll be happy to provide you with my cell number and my email and just reach out and get on the phone with me and I'll tell you what's going on.
0: Love that, thanks Jacob. And if anyone out there wants to get some insider info on Mass Torts, we'll link Jacob's cell number in the show notes. What I loved about Jacob's message is the angle of advertising for the greater good. Of course, everyone's got their bottom line, but if you can make a business out of your passion for helping people, like I know a lot of you listening do, then that good you put into the world is bound to come back. You've been listening to the Rankings Podcast. I'm Chris Stryer. A huge thanks to Jacob Malherby for joining us today. And you can find more info in the show notes as always. And we want to hear from you. Have you had success with Facebook ads for awareness or are you in the retargeting game as well? Leave us a review and let us know. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.